Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Here's what happened. Here's Green's chance to tell his own story to you. So I told you before we left, I was, I was on vacation, that my friend and I were going to New York City, and we were going to see Springsteen on Broadway. And so we did all the required stuff. We made sure we dotted all the I's and crossed all the T's. So double vaxxed and the test. And the test was organized through a lab, which then organized the actual testing take place at a pharmacy. And then the results went back to the lab and the lab sent us a digital confirmation that we were negative. So we had what we required. And there's a bit of a process to get that done. If you've done it, you know. And so on the Monday morning, off we go to Pearson Airport. Now, we have everything digitally because we've taken pictures of all the stuff that came on paper, and we've printed out what came digitally. So we have it both formats. We have hard copy, and we have digital. Sorry, if you're environmentally concerned, it was about three pieces of paper. So now we get to the airport, Pearson Airport, the granddaddy of airports in Canada. And we're flying internationally to the United States, to be sure. So I'm not flying around the world. We're going to LaGuardia Airport in New York City. So we arrive. First of all, you get into the conga line, which goes around and around and around and around. takes hours to get through. And we had all of the documentation. I'm telling you, I had it in my hand. And I had my phone in the other hand. And I was ready for them. No one from Air Canada. No one from CBSA, Canada Border Services Agency. No one from the American Customs People's, uh, was it Customs and Border Protection, CBP. No one had any interest in any of the documentation that we had. No one asked, are you vaxxed? No one said, were you tested? No one. There was zero interest. We got onto the, I didn't even know they had planes like this anymore. I think it, they wound it up with a rubber band, and then we just kind of made it to LaGuardia. Um, we got on the plane. We, we flew to LaGuardia. We were sitting in a taxi from heading from LaGuardia to Manhattan and saying simultaneously, we could have had full-blown COVID, and no one would have known and no one would have cared. Dr. Neil Rao joins me, infectious diseases specialist, Alton Health, in Ontario, and assistant professor of medicine at the University of Toronto. So, Dr. Rao, thank you very much for taking the time. If it didn't happen to me, I wouldn't have believed it. What do you think? quite a story, but I will say this. You had to test negative before you decided to board that plane. There was already a layer of safety. The fact you were required to do the test, even if no one checked. So it's almost like filing a tax return, but... You know, you may be cheating, you may not be, but you could be audited. So maybe you could look at it like that a little bit. <laughs> Hopefully you're talking You're such a kind man. I'm unforgiving, yeah. Now, <laughs> here's the other side of this. Yeah. I have a bigger overarching comment, which may sound heretical to some of the listeners and to you. I think, as has been said in The Economist in the last few weeks, we have to start taking away some of these requirements and restrictions for travel. Because especially if you're dealing with two countries with similar disease incidents, New York City is probably safer than Toronto. Why are we doing this? Why don't we look at this like water levels between two locks? 
where if the water levels are similar, you can open the gates, you don't have to worry. It's only when there's a big difference in risk between one place and another that perhaps you're more prudent. But we've already got that layer of testing. The testing sounds appealing, but it's quite a contortion, as you said, and it's costly. So we are slowly making travel reserved for the the, you know, the Gilded Age, where only wealthy people could travel, the 1950s, when wealthy people used to fly. So if you want to democratize travel and make it available to people, you've got to at least pull away that testing requirement. The vaccine requirement, fine, that's not so hard to pull off. 80% plus people in Canada are vaccinated anyway, and 75% are double vaccinated. So making vaccination requirements an easier one to operationalize, but the testing one is a nuisance. Supposing you go down to Cancun for five days, and then you want to come back. Where do you get tested? And how much is it going to be? Yeah, I mean, we ran into another issue in New York City, and that was just having the test done because they wanted us to do it online, but we couldn't get online in their facility because we couldn't get onto their website. And that totally confused them until we finally resorted to that old method of paying cash. But I look, so the, but isn't the joker in the deck? The uh, the Delta variant isn't that is that not the Joker in the deck when it comes well, to international it's, it's travel? Well, it's widespread now. So unless you're trying to find epsilon through this method, you know most of what we have is Delta. So in the early incipient phases of COVID, mm-hmm. when you have an island nation or some say a small dictatorship, and you've kept every everyone out, then you have this approach. You might actually catch the the Joker in the deck. The problem is once it's a widespread disease, and there's lots of Delta to go around that's all locally acquired. What are you doing by going after these extra cases that may prove to be a drop in the bucket? I'm not saying we willfully invite it, but I'm also trying to be pragmatic because we have to get on with our lives, too. And if people can go from Toronto to Prince Edward Island and they don't have to be tested, right? And PEI doesn't have as much as we have in Toronto. At some point, we have to accept that this is not stoppable, but that we have to mitigate. And then the biggest protection is having a vaccinated population. Yeah. So we should be celebrating and highlighting how good it is that people have either had the vaccine or that they did fortunately survive natural infection. Another provocative point is that we don't give a pass to people who have had the infection in the last few months. Those people, by dint of luck or bad luck, got the disease, but they have durable protection and immunity that is comparable or better than vaccine-induced immunity based on a recent study out of Israel. So we shouldn't forget people who have had the disease and say they also have to go and get vaccinated to be given the same freedoms as people who have had the vaccine. Because now we're entering this new era of vaccine passports where a vaccinated person can go to a sporting game, but someone who's had the infection who was on a ventilator and pulled through can't. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.